You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. When we go to gamble, we go to lose. Even when we win, it's just a matter of time before we give it all back. This is the Bet Slippin' Podcast. Featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I mean, it's the gambling business. Occasionally get punched in the face. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast. I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here. It's Super Bowl week. Welcome back to the Bet Slippin' Podcast. It's our Super Bowl betting Bonanza. It's your host, Jeff Clark. Of course, I'm here with my handicapping homie, Nathan Beagle, a.k.a. Nate Dog. What's up, Nate? What's up? How are we doing? Pretty good. I'm excited about the big game Sunday, I'll tell you that. Um, and I'm excited about this podcast, making her, I think, her fourth appearance. Yahoo Sports betting analyst, the great Minty Betts. What's up, Minty? What's up, guys? I'm super excited for this weekend and uh, excited to be on here again. Yeah, these are my favorite podcasts. I think you kill it, and uh, I love having a third person on these just to shoot the shit with, and you really know what you're talking about, so I'm excited. Thanks, thanks. So, yeah, let's hope we can make the people some money here. Oh, I plan on making some money. How has your uh, playoffs been? Uh, mine, it yeah. was uh, up and down. Uh, you know, the Bengals really came through for me. Uh, Bengals futures is what I really banked on uh, as for per game didn't really do so well uh so yeah but uh the Niners covered that last game and the the Bengals obviously covered so those are the only two good days I had in playoffs betting did you take a piece of uh the Bengals to win the AFC I had Bengals to win AFC North but but I took that midseason so I kind of cheated um it was like plus 350 and then I had the Bengals to win the AFC uh along with the Colts I got them at nine to one so that was nice payout so you're operating in the playoffs and in the black right yeah 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 it's it's uh it's up it's in in green and nate dog killed it during the regular season tailed off a little bit in the playoffs but uh, bring us back up to speed bring the listeners back up to speed how you're doing uh trending into the super bowl yeah yeah you can't you can't keep the heat all the time wish you could (laughs) but uh um so the regular season was awesome so far we're eight and six on our best bets in the podcast Last week's San Fran game crushed me because I had the acres over and but overall I mean eight and six is profitable. Had a couple plus money ones in there. So uh I'm at least happy. I will say my individual betting, like what I bet personally, has not been eight and six. So uh hopefully we rebound a little bit. Got my Bengals in the Super Bowl, so uh can't ask for much more. Well, I mean, the listeners are excited. You're making a profit for them. I'm sure they're bummed out that you're not making the same profit for yourself. But I, mean, I don't know. As long as they're, as long as someone's making money, I'm sure they don't care that much. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, I mean, my playoffs went pretty well actually. Um, I hit with the Bengals last week or in the conference games, and I uh, took the the LA money line. Actually, the probably probably the heaviest money line I've ever laid. Um, so I'm doing pretty well in that sense, um, from a game to game perspective, I didn't have any futures, but, um, as Nate remembers in the, in the, uh, preseason, uh, preview, I, I had the, the Rams to make it to the Super Bowl. It's just like my, my prediction I had them beating the, the Buffalo bills. Um, I thought it was going to go that way. I got like a 20 to one ticket before the playoffs started, I think for the Rams and the bills to meet in the, in the, in the Super Bowl. So that was the only future I placed really for playoff relation. Uh, related uh, stuff, but 
Either way, I'm 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 excited about the matchup. It feels like most people are kind of down on the matchup. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like a football sucker and I just love like I love the Super Bowl every year and I could talk myself into it. Do you guys obviously Nate, we know how you feel about Cincinnati making it. Um and, and you you had some future, so you're pretty excited about it as well, right, Mindy? Yeah, so if I was just like a regular football fan or just like a regular average Joe, I probably wouldn't care for the matchup. But since I always ride with the Bengals as underdogs and they've made me a lot of money live betting and in the underdog role this past season, that's why I'm really hyped about this one. So, uh, yeah, I I actually really like this matchup and I'm very excited uh, to see the Bengals in this um, as compared to the other past matchups. But you know what? You did mention that you had a futures on the the Rams and Bills. I think everyone was kind of expecting the Bills to make it too. And I think people are still really high on the Bills to make it in the future. Yeah, I mean, the way that organization set up is they should be successful for years to come. I mean, you never know with this stuff, especially with, you know, Joe Burrow getting the Bengals into the into the Super Bowl probably a couple years before well, mm-hmm. definitely a couple years before they were projected to even contend. Mm-hmm. Um so you never know, but I mean, I don't know, the AFC quarterback situation is just super interesting moving forward. It's going to be a sick conference to watch uh, from a quarterback perspective. Okay. Um but and let's not Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying typically you've Lamar Jackson in there as well. So there's a lot of a uh, you're right. There's a lot of excitement moving forward. Yeah, no, the AFC is just stacked with quarterbacks. It's making the NFC look pretty bad. But um, either way, let's 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 get on to the handicap. And so, just a quick like layout of how we're going to go about this. We'll you know talk about the Super Bowl first, uh, give our winners and our analysis as the game uh, for the game, and we'll talk about totals and we'll talk about props, whether it be player props, game props, novelty props. I don't have much in the way of uh, game, or I have nothing in game or novelty props. Just a few player props. Um, and then we'll go to the best bets with, uh, go to the window with our best bets, which is, you know, a tradition here in the uh, podcast. But starting off with the Super Bowl itself, so let's just come clean with it. What, do, Nate? What do you? Who do you like? Yeah, what do you? Who do you I'll, like? I'll What's up? Hey, Bengals plus four. How can I say anything different? <laughs> I'm gonna be in Cincinnati for the game, and it's not even a bias here. If you've listened to previous podcasts, you know that I rarely say bet the Bengals. But they've been able to keep games close, and that's the thing. So if it's plus four, you're talking you get three points on top of that. So L.A. has won two of their games this season by – or two of the games this postseason by three points. And for Cincinnati, they were on the road. They were heavy underdogs against the Titans and Chiefs. Obviously, they won both. So coming into this game, when you think of Cincinnati, you're going to think of their poor offensive line, and that's going to be a major talking point as it moves forward. You're not worried about if they can move the ball, if their weapons are good enough. You're worried about the Titans had nine sacks, the Chiefs had one. And then on top of that, you're worried about the Rams rank 11th in sack percentage. The Titans rank 6th. Well, the Chiefs rank 31st. So you're going to be a little bit more worried that this game is going to go more so towards the Titans game where he had nine sacks or took nine sacks versus when it was the Chiefs and he just had one. Now, I will say Burrow has shown a lot of um, maturity in his ability to escape the pocket and have that pocket presence. I will say I don't know if I feel the same way when you have Floyd and Miller and uh, Donald breathing down your neck. But uh, considering L.A. has looked good, but they also haven't necessarily put it all together yet, they've only won two games by three each. 
I think if if any team gets a four point a four point uh spread that that's just going to be the better play in this one. Gotcha. All right. How about you, Minty? Yeah, I uh, already locked in Bengals plus four and a half earlier in the week. Um, you can still find four and a half other places. Um, the key for the Bengals here is time of possession and and. Burrow, when he has the ball, needs to make sure, obviously, he's making essentially no mistakes. But, uh, I mean, time possession. He needs to keep Stafford and company off the field as much as possible uh, so that Cincy defense is nice and well-rested. But I know it's going to be pretty intimidating being, uh, you know, in front of guys like Aaron Donald and Von Miller. Uh, but like Nate said, the Bengals are great at keeping games really close. They're also great at upsetting the favorites. I rode with them all season long, and I will ride with them again one more time. Bengals plus four and a half, and I already bet him on the money line plus 175 as well. Nice. All right. Well, I'm on the Rams. I took the minus four today with with a book. I'll, I'll lay the four and a half. I'd lay it up to five and a half, actually. Um, and when you cut through all the bullshit, honestly, and, and, and just assess the football angles of this, the Rams are clearly the superior team, and it's not even really close. I mean, they have that that uh, meme I sent to, I think, I think uh, you, Nate, where it's just like it lists the edges the Rams have on the left side, and it's just like defensive line, offensive line, like all the different edges they have, and then on the right side it was just Joe Burrow looking cool. And that's what it is, and that's all. That's most of everyone's analysis, not you guys, but a lot of like the talking heads are just like, well, Joe Burrow feels like that guy, and, he, and, it's, and it's his time, and, 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 and he uh, – He's he, he's like the new um, Tom Brady, and people are like afraid of fading him. But I mean, <laughs> I think I don't. I don't even think Matthew Stafford has been the better quarterback for the season and for the postseason. I mean, he's uh, he he's third in QBR in this postseason behind Allen and Mahomes. He's uh, upped his quarterback rating to one fifteen point six from one hundred two point nine in the regular season. He's upped his completion percentage to seventy two percent. He's got six TDs to one touchdown. All of those are better than Joe Burrow in the postseason. Uh, Stafford's got a higher EPA over com- uh, completion over expectation composite, higher success rate, higher adjusted EPA per play, and uh, I mean. The other thing that I haven't heard anyone mention about or talk about, and I think it's it's so obvious, and it's like staring people in the face, on a neutral field, the Rams, I think, are clearly better than the Bengals. How, how is this not a home game? This is, this is a home game. They're coming to L.A. They're playing on uh, the Rams' home field. You've all seen the, pick, the, the, the ticket prices, right? It's $4,000 to get in the building. You're a Cincy local, Nate. How many people are coming out from Cincy? How many people are visiting, uh, coming to LA? I mean, considering it's LA and it's five, six thousand dollars for literally entry. You go to the many. bar. Yeah, not a lot of people going. It's gonna. And you know what? You know when LA people, I'm, 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 I'm I live out here, right? You know when they really get behind their teams? That's in the championships, right? That's the only time they're as fair weather as it gets. So there's probably going to be a lot of rich LA fans that are in attendance. And even if it's a weird crowd, that's LA, that's every LA Rams home game. Like they're going to be used to it. And I don't think the home field advantage is just like a loud audience. That's not it. It's, it's, it's not having to travel. It's being just like comfortable with your routine, being set in your routine. There's other stuff involved in it. And obviously the Rams, I think, 
um, do have, I, I do give them a slight bump here because of the home field advantage. And I know when you look at the, 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 the two teams path to the Super Bowl, the Rams average or the Rams opponents average DVOA is 19.3%, which would be the seventh toughest schedule um, or the seventh best team by DVOA this year. And the, and, the, and the Cincy's three opponents, they have a 3.1% DVOA, which would be 16th toughest. They haven't played a single defense in the playoffs inside the top 10 of DVOA, and all of the Rams' defense uh, opponents have a top 10 defensive DVOA. The Rams have played tougher competition. Zach Taylor literally got his job on the strength of Sean McVay, right? Uh, he already got his dud moment out of the Super Bowl. I think the Rams cover this game 65% of the time. I think they beat the Bengals by double digits a quarter of the time. Like, I, it could get ugly. I think it could get ugly in this one. But, I mean, obviously I'm hoping for a good game. Um, and I'm hoping to win my bets more so, though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I really don't hate that. I think one of the, the, the couple things that I would add is, like, the I don't think the Rams really had a strong home field advantage. I mean, they're 7-3 and three at home on the season, but the Bengals were seven and three on the road. I don't think a lot of the time that SoFi is necessarily a home game. I mean, when you saw when the Steelers came in, whether it was this year or last year, you saw a thousand terrible towels compared to how many Rams fans. I'm just interested in that. And also another small thing to note is that the, I'm pretty sure the Bengals are using the Rams home locker room. Yeah. I, mean, I heard that too. Yeah. I, I feel like you said, you said, you said earlier, the, the feel like are they going to feel as at home, not in their like traditional places? I'm, I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I think the Rams, I, I said Bengals plus four. I don't know if it's a strong play for me. It's the preferred side. But I think if you're going to, if you're going to argue, they're going to feel at home. There's some things that like, do they play better at home? Are they really going to feel overly at home if they're not in the same environment, like perfectly same environment? I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. thought I, I, oh, I my want? bad, Minty. You go ahead. No, no, no. I was gonna say, is it really like the field that matters and the environment, or is it the fact that they really didn't have to travel somewhere? So I think that's where the I think it's all of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and like what's yeah, they have to move locker rooms. You guys are flying here. <laughs> like there's a there's a heat advisory. Like you guys are going for what's what's the weather like out there? It's about to be mid eighties in LA. And not to say like the heat is going to affect you guys. I'm just saying it's like this is a road game for you guys. And it's a home game for the L.A. Rams. And no one has brought that up yet. And I just find it interesting. Like it doesn't matter at all. I'm like L.A. has always had a shitty crowd. Like I'm not arguing that the crowd's going to be that tight. But it's definitely not going to be since like people from Cincinnati aren't showing up to the Super Bowl. They're not paying I mean to get from Cincinnati into the Super Bowl. You're looking at about 6,000 off the top. Right. I mean, and that's not even with airfare. Like total from Cincinnati's got to be over airfare hotels over ten. I mean, maybe over eight. I don't know. It's it's ridiculous. And just to add not the goofiness to, to this, really but like Kendrick Lamar's performing at halftime. Snoop Dogg, like uh, Dr. Dre. Like, this is an LA is an LA event. Hell, yeah. Eminem is showing up. Like pretty Detroit feels like they got a Super Bowl uh, appearance here. Like with Matthew yeah, Stafford. Stafford. And, Stafford. Yeah. So I don't know. I just. And I do think, and this kind of dips into the total uh, discussion that we're about to have, and and I don't know if you guys have any more thoughts or points on the game itself, but um, but I have I have a, a strong play on the total. Do you guys have any other thoughts on the game itself? Nope. 
No. So I consume a ton of gambling content and um, like, you know, sports gambling, podcasts, videos, stuff like that. One of my, one of the things that I actually check out routinely is uh, Minty's uh, Yahoo Sports Betting Minute. I think that's what it's called um, with Jared Quay and Pamela Mal- Maldonado, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mad Bats, uh-huh. Mad Bats, that's what it is. Excuse me. I really like that. Um, but you gave out a pick that we're opposite on, and I was, I was, yeah. I was nervous that we were that, that you were going to pick it. I, I actually thought one of you guys were going to go with the first half under, and it was you that went with the it first half me. under. So uh, we're okay. oppo on this one. Is this is this a, a a bet you've cooled off on? Or are you still did you did you put it in the account already? So, yeah, I gave that out as a strong lean. And then I ended up yesterday taking it as one of my best bets. But today I kind of am cooling off on it because I like this second half uh, scoring to be the highest, if that makes sense. So highest scoring half, second half is what I like best. And this morning I actually took second half over 24 and a half. Even though I know the total is 23 and a half, I bumped up the points to get better odds. Um, so for total wise, I don't like the full game total, even though I lean over 43 and, or 48 and a half. Uh, I like second half over 24 and a half much better as both teams are uh, top eight in second half scoring. Uh, and both teams should start off kind of slow. I mean, they have the, the Super Bowl jitters and all that. And I think they're going to start off pretty conservatively and get the ground game going. Um, but typically the second half is where all the scoring is at for these two teams. Yeah, actually LA really ramps up the pace in the second half. That's a good point. And, uh, and Cincinnati does play more ball control. So if you know, it gets into like a back and forth shootout, it probably won't happen until the second half. So mm-hmm. I hear you there. Uh, do you have any feelings towards the total, uh, Nate first half or just full game? So I didn't check out any half totals. I feel like I'm definitely going with the under. I think it's my best my best bet of the the game, the spread or the total here. Um I, I just envision this being like a 24-23 battle. Neither team's necessarily shown me enough that uh I think it's gonna go over 48 and a half. So the Bengals under, it's kind of a simple analysis. Bengals under three and oh. They just don't score a lot. I mean, they don't score a lot of touchdowns. I mean, McPherson with 10 more points could set the all-time like uh single season postseason like scoring record or something and similarly the rams are two and one so i personally feel like the easiest money is just assuming that the defenses are going to step up both teams have had dominant defenses i mean if you saw what the Bengals did to the chiefs last week and then in overtime they won because their defense not necessarily because what burrow did even though he was great at as you said clock management so uh i like under 48 and a half Oh, okay. I lean to the over in the full game. Um, I actually think it's going to be, there's going to be some points. I think there's going to be some action in this one, but I, I like the over 23 and a half. It's up to minus 115, which is flowing. And so like the VIG is higher on the over, despite I think what most people are giving out as a first half under. Now there's an old NFL betting system. I wrote this in, the, in, in an article for uh, Sportsbook Wire today that it's yet to be published, but there's an old NFL betting system that was very profitable, I think, in 2015 to 2016, where you bet the under in the first half of primetime NFL games. And a lot of people kind of came along late on that one and are still like holding on to that take. And obviously, like the Super Bowl is the biggest, most primetime game. So if, if, if that angle were to work anywhere, it'd probably work in the Super Bowl, which, which makes sense, right? But 
I think McVay is just going to be so motivated by putting up that dud. Like, the Rams' 2019 appearance in the Super Bowl was literally the biggest dud in, like, offensive in Super Bowl offense history, right? It was, it was egregiously bad, and he got completely outfoxed and outcoached by Belichick, which happens. But I think McVay is going to harness, like, the nervous energy of Stafford, of Beckham, and I think they're just gonna they're just gonna channel it into just like a, a, a an intense first half attack. I think they're gonna go bombs away, um, and they're fourth in neutral situation pace, so they speed it up anyways. And I think L.A. and McVeigh's best game script, and they know this, is to get out to that first half lead. Right? I mean, what were they? They were forty five and zero um, straight up when leading after the first half before the San Francisco ended that streak in week eighteen. Um, and they know if they get up early, then they can pin their ear, their pass rushers can pin their ear backs and get after Joe Burrow, and that's really the sweet spot in LA's like game plan, essentially, right? If 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 Von Miller and Aaron Donald could get after Joe Burrow, it's going to be trouble for Cincinnati. So- um, and the other thing that I thought was interesting is Cincinnati has the highest return on investment in overs um, this season. They're uh, first half overs, excuse me. They're 11-8-1 to the over in first half. And that's despite playing the 30th-ranked uh, neutral situation pace. So they go over more than any team in the first half in the NFL despite playing a slow pace. So I think there's going to be action early in this game. I think for the way I see it playing out, I think L.A. is going to get up early, and I think Joe Burrow is going to put up a valiant effort to throw them back in the game. But I'm, I'm, I'm zagging on 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 the sharps. I'm zagging on on a, a lot of a lot of people liking the first half under, and I think the uh, books are laying a trap by making it cheaper to bet the under. So I'm going over, and I'll lay I'll lay minus one twenty or whatever it is. Um, I like it. I like the over. I, I hope it's an exciting game. I hope it's a shootout, and I hope it comes down to the wire. Because um, if it does, that means the Bengals cover. Um, so, yeah, uh, I really like the over, actually. Yeah, I mean, that's what I thought about the uh, Bills. And then that got down to the wire, and then just, they didn't cover. I don't I don't know how that happened, right? I, I That would be excruciating for you guys, right? An overtime ATS loss with the underdog? Oh, man. Let's hope that doesn't happen. I hope this is, I, I don't wish that on my He's worst enemy. He's trying to jinx it into existence. Yeah, right now. yeah. I'm just trying to talk myself into to, or just trying to talk my way into money any way I can. I'll tell you that. Um, all right. So we covered the total. We covered the game itself. Let's talk about some props. And you guys are probably going to have to carry me in this one if I'm being honest. Um, I have four props. They're correlated to the game, and they're all player props. Um, Minty, do you touch novelty props, color of Gatorade, length of national anthem, coin toss, any of that stuff? No, I don't really touch the exotic or novelty props, but I'll give out a lean, um, of, of one that I kind of like, although I may not be betting it. Okay. Do you want to save that for a minute or do you just want to talk about it now? Yeah. Should we start with novelty first or should we start? I mean, if you have anything, because, because I I have nothing on novelty. I don't know if you do. I have one idea. I have one idea, but I don't, I don't even know what the odds are for it. Let's hear Minty and then maybe that'll spark some more ideas. 
Okay, so uh, it's for the halftime show and it's number of songs to be performed. The total set at seven and a half. The overs juiced at minus 140. And I got to go over, like as we discussed earlier, there's a lot of performing artists here. Dr. Dre, Eminem, Snoop, Mary J. Blige. I mean, each artist has to perform like at least two of their hits, right? So over seven and a half songs performed. I feel like the over is like the safe bet here. I think... I actually, I, I really think you killed on your football analysis. That might've been the best handicap I've ever heard from you. Holy shit. Oh gosh, I'll take wow. that. I'll take, oh, let's go. Let's, uh, I'm gonna, I gotta, I gotta find a, uh, a yeah, prop find for that. My account. Cause Holy I kind shit. of also like, uh, we should go into like, maybe most of them are rap and maybe Eminem doesn't have that long of songs. I don't know. There's, there's a little bit more to be had. There's a lot. Yeah, I yeah. mean, if Kendrick they all did a verses, it would be intense, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like how who would even win that? Dre versus Snoop versus Eminem versus Kendrick Lamar. Mary J. Blige is the queen of hip hop. At least it was for me growing up. I mean, I I love that point. They all got to play probably two, right? So there's five names out there. That's ten songs. Obviously, the over under is seven. And I, I love that bet. Holy shit, I yeah. love that bet. It would really backfire if they all sang just one collective <laughs> new <would> song. <laughs> but uh, I doubt that happens, you know? Like, what if they, like, run into each other's songs? Like, a random Eminem lyric in the middle of Kendrick's song. Oh. Like, I don't, I'm just saying, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, see, that's hard to grade. Like, how would you grade that as the vote? Who knows? But, yeah, I mean, over, seven and a half. Come on. No, but I, I do like that. I do like that. They all have so many hits. They all, you know. They, You'll, uh, be seeing me take that. You'll be seeing me take it for sure. I am nervous that like Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, and 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 Eminem do like three um, Chronic 2001 tracks. And like they all get bunched in together. So, you know what I mean? So they're not splitting off as much. That's my one concern for this not cashing. <laughs> well, I could spend... Let's talk about our favorite Eminem songs. This is enough of the Super Bowl shit. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, all right, so that's all I got. I don't have anything on the Gatorade bath. Um, there are people um, that are pretty dedicated to that kind of stuff. If you scan Twitter, like uh, there was a, a video that went viral of someone standing outside the Raymond James Stadium last year before the Super Bowl and timing the national anthem, like um, oh, yeah, um, recording it and timing like her her what is it? practice sessions or whatever her her rehearsals rehearsal Mm -hmm. thank you yeah and and then once that got out everyone i think banged the over i think that i think it went over so everyone banged the over and they upped it like by 20 seconds in like five minutes (laughs) so like that's something i can't give you guys anything any info on because i don't have it i obviously i would if i did but just you know just pay attention to certain twitter accounts if you guys are into it I have a question if you guys know or not how the Gatorade color thing, the Gatorade bath, do they, does the staff try to keep it a real secret or do they decide at the day of, or like, how does it never leak that information or does it? And I just don't know. Can you live bet it too? Maybe you get a little, I don't know if you can live. Bet that. There's no way you could live bet that. No. It's too fast. <laughs> uh, I th- that does feel like information. That's not that hard to acquire. Yeah, it doesn't feel like that confidential of information if you work for the staff. But. Right. I mean, like, like if Stafford, Cooper Cup, and OBJ all like the same Gatorade, well, the question's answered. There it is. It's that. It's that color. Like, you know, it's that easy. It's just finding out which one it is. You know, that was um, that was where my one small little point was coming in. Is I heard today that 
the Bengals, I, I haven't verified it, so hopefully it's not wrong, that the Bengals only have ever drank orange Gatorade this whole year on the sideline. So I'm not saying you have to, but it would be a smart parlay, Bengals win orange Gatorade. <laughs> yeah, yeah was, you know what? If I were to choose, it would have been orange Gatorade anyway because it makes sense. I mean, it's their team color, so. And if you really get spicy, maybe you get a little auto win with orange Gatorade Bengals and then Rams money line. I'm just saying. I'm I, I, into might, it. I might put $50 on a orange Gatorade, Cincinnati Bengal money line, Joe Burrow MVP parlay. $50 to win like 10000 I don't even know what that would pay out. <laughs> but, Plus sixteen thousand. Yeah, yeah so, I love it. So even if the Rams don't win, I'll some I'll, I'll profit. Um, all right. So let's. I guess we'll talk about game props or player props, whatever you guys got for props here. I'll, I'll start it off because all my stuff correlates with the game itself. I do think it's going to be a shootout. I think the Bengals are going to have to play from behind, and they're going to need some Joe Burrow magic. So I'm as square as it is. I'm going to go over Joe Burrow two hundred seventy six and a half passing yards. Um, I think he's going to need to drop back there. I saw one book. Um, I think the one that Minty's affiliated with loosely have uh, a plus money payout on his over 300 yard passing yards for an alternate prop. So that's something I look for too, depending on what your sports uh, book options are in your respective state. So I like Burrow. He's gone over this in 14 and 29 games for his career, which includes the playoffs. And he's went over in seven of his 13 career losses. So um, since I have the Rams winning and I think the, you know they need Joe Burrow to come from behind, I, I do think he'll be airing it out a little bit more. So that's where I'm at in my first prop. Uh, how about you, Nate? What do you got for your props or at least give us one? So I have three, two are kind of longer than one. So I'll go with the short one right now. And it, it's still just a little sprinkle here. So uh, it's plus 600 right now on Tipico. So it's for a game-winning field goal. The only part that really makes me not love it is it has to be like game-winning, time-expiring, like they have one second, whatever. I don't know if that would count. Either way, um, you expect it to be close. I expect it to be close. There have been uh, four of these teams' six games in the playoffs have been three points, and that's one other reason I kind of love the Bengals spread. Uh, I think there's a little bit of value in putting a walk-off field goal plus 600. Wow. So and the Bengals, yeah, the Bengals have had two of them. So, all right. I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. Um, My prop, let's see where I'm going to go first. I'm going to go, I, I guess I'll go right off of you, Nate. I like Evan McPherson over seven and a half kicking points. It's a little juice minus 115. So, I, I actually liked his prop of over one and a half field goals made, but it was like one minus 145. So, I'll take the over for the kicking points. Uh, essentially, it's a couple field goals, couple PATs. McPherson has made four field goals in each of Cincy's postseason games, and he's exceeded eight kicking points since week 16. So, I like this over a lot. Damn it! I went under on that one, oh, and I, and I, I really don't. I don't even really have much of a handicap behind it. I just don't think they're going to be kicking field goals. I think they're going to be behind. It's like it's only going to need touchdowns. Your handicap was way better than what I just gave though. I just. I just, I just like think the they're under. not going to be kicking. That's, that's well, you it. just got to think the how the Bengals have been playing. You think it's going to be different than how they've played all postseason. If they have to score touchdowns, then Money yeah. Mac is going to get his love. I could end up losing a, a whole bunch of money. <laughs> My bankroll could be ma- massacred after the Super Bowl. If it goes the opposite way, I'm in a lot, a lot of trouble. I'm going to end up, I'm going to end up writing 50 articles for our website next at week. Least, at least that Joe Burrow one would hit. Yeah, oh. I mean, you never know. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I, after like 
if you think back to recent Super Bowls, obviously last year and the dud that the Chiefs put up and just how badly they got manhandled on the first Rams appearance with McVay, it's like, do you, you never know. We don't know how this shit's going. It's like it's like Matthew McConaughey and Wolf of Wall Street talking about the stock market. Like, no one knows. We're all just talking shit here. Like, that's all, that's all yeah. we're doing. And I think my other point was, like, you saw last year the Chiefs, they like, their offensive line was so bad. You kind of got to think it's the same thing with the Bengals. Like, if they just get destroyed – no one's going to be like, oh, I didn't see that coming if Joe Burrow gets sacked 10 times. That's all I'm saying. And that's kind of like one reason why I just hate the – I one reason why I hate the plus four is like you just – you know if Joe Burrow goes down 10 times, you deserve losing that money. Yeah, and uh, I guess I guess six of the 56 Super Bowls have like been decided because of the spread or have been decided within the spread, right? Like we've talked about this numerous times, Nate. Like it usually doesn't come down to the spread. Like if you just pick the team to win and lay the points or pick the team to win even getting points and just take the money line, that's usually how it plays out. So that's Which a is kind of crazy cuz the postseason hasn't really been like that, or at least for these two teams. No, that's yeah, no, that's a good point too. Um yeah, no, all right. That's cool. Um I had something else to add to that. Oh, oh, just the the pass rushing thing. Like, yeah, like like I'm high on Von Miller, obviously being on this team. Like he's already won a Super Bowl MVP, and I think he's plus four thousand to win the MVP here. And 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 Aaron Donald's plus twelve hundred. I don't hate sprinkles on them just because you know there is a world where one of them has two or three sacks and a strip sack fumble, something like that. But like, you know, Von Miller for like next season for the rest of his career moving forward like I, I don't know but like for 60 minutes on Super Bowl Sunday oh no the right side of your offensive line could be in a lot of trouble Nate could be in a lot Donald of trouble in the center Leonard Floyd on the other side I mean it could get ugly and that's I mean that's just a reality yeah that's that's gambling um the next prop that I have I'm going again it, it all correlates so I should probably shouldn't just keep saying it but I'm going under Joe Mixon 62 and a half rushing yards um, it's juiced up to minus 115. I guess it depends on what book you get. But I have a little more analysis to this. Rams are like sneaky, like nasty as as a rush defense. They're fourth in yards per rush allowed, third in uh, defensive rushing EPA per play, and fifth in rush defensive DVOA. They haven't allowed more than 61 rushing yards in any playoff game yet. And uh, Mixon has only gone over this number in two of his last eight games. So, and 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 again, I do think you guys will be throwing a little bit more. So, that's my third player prop. Um, Nate, what do you got? All right, I got a second one. I actually just wrote it for Sportsbook Wire. <clears throat> um, T. Higgins over seventy-one and a half. I hit on T. Higgins last week. He's topped the total in six of his last nine games, and it honestly hasn't even been close. When he's cleared that total, he's also cleared 95 yards, which is kind of insane, and he's hit three digits in five of his last nine games. So uh, in six of those nine, it's kind of impressive. He's been averaging over 15 yards per reception, which another huge reason. I like the 71 and a half. The Rams actually give up the twenty most, the 21st most receiving yards per game at around 240. So if this game goes the way Jeff thinks it's going to go, this should be a good prop. I like the 71 and a half. Higgins has been, uh, he's been proving himself lately. And honestly, I know uh, our guy that covers the Rams says that Ramsey's just, he's been kind of doing a lot of everything, playing in the slot more. I think they might just man up and throw him on chase and just let it go. So I like Higgins over 71 and a half. Minty, do you have uh, other props to 
to yeah, uh, I don't, drop? I don't hate that. I'm going to go uh, Cam Akers under 64 and a half rushing yards. Um, ever since coming off injury, he hasn't been terribly productive. He hasn't even exceeded or even reached 60 rushing yards in the postseason. And he's got to share time uh, with Sonny Michelle here. As we know, the Rams, I mean, Matt Stafford loves to throw the ball. They don't really run it that much. Uh, and 64 and a half is just a little too much for Cam Akers, I think. So I'm going to go under. Don't hate yeah. it. Uh, my last player prop, I, I, I'm going OBJ to score uh, a touchdown at plus 140. Um, he scored six TDs in his 11 games with the Rams, which includes the playoffs. He only has one touchdown in the playoffs, and it was against uh, the, the Arizona Cardinals in the wild card round. But I just like kind of eyeball test. I just like how him and Stafford look together. It, it'd be kind of shocking if he didn't return to L.A. Obviously, like, if some franchise offers him a crazy contract, well, then, yeah, he's going to move to them. But I don't know. This whole Stafford, McVeigh, Cup, OBJ thing looks like it could be a problem for the next couple of years if they can bring the band back together regardless of the result of this game. Um, I think OBJ does get in the in the end zone. I, um, You know, Cooper Cup's dominance, you'd think, would probably uh, – get more of Cincinnati's defensive uh, attention. And so I think that could open up some, some spots for OBJ. And plus he's just, I mean, he's nasty. Like he's, you know, he can, he can score a touchdown double covered. I've, you know, we've seen it. So um, I'll go OBJ to score one touchdown up plus one forty. That's it for my player props, but uh, Minty, what else, what else do you got? And then we'll go to Nate too. Um, I think I will go with Joe Burrow under 11 and a half rush yards. Uh, although that O-line will most definitely struggle at one point or another and Burrow will have to scramble out of the pocket. I think he's going to have some issues, uh, getting out of that pocket against the Rams. And I don't doubt he'll get sacked a handful of times. Uh, he's not really a notable runner, so I'm going to go under this super low total of 11 and a half. And you have the Bengals winning here too, so there could be some knees where he's going backwards. There you go, exactly. Well, Nate, what yeah. do you got? No, I like that one. I was actually looking for one that you made me think about. So uh, I forget which sports book had it. I just I saw the odds and it stuck in my head. I wasn't even really going to mention it, but there was a prop. Maybe it was on Barstools. Maybe it was BetMGM or something um, about the Bengals over six and a half. Like players that get a reception, like receivers, Mm -hmm. and it sounded so intriguing. So you have it is players, right? Yes, that includes P Ryan and and Mixon, tight ends too, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So essentially, you have your three wide receiver or your three main wide receiver threats. They really only run a ton of three receiver threats, but then you have Uzoma who probably will get a catch, but he may not play a lot, and then you have um, Mixon who will get one. P Ryan might get one. Uh, I mean, there's just a ton, so I don't know that you made me think about it. I don't even really have it down here, but it was like an it. take. Yeah, who your backup tight end, the second tight end, his name's Drew Sample, right? Is that is that your tight end or no? Yeah, he was a I don't hate Sample, but I think he was our second round pick back in 2018, 2019, and it was just like our second round pick to be our backup tight end is not great use of a second round pick. Yeah, my thought though is, uh, in relation to your bet, um, 
your your tight end. Uzo, how do you pronounce his name? Help me on her. Zoma. Uzoma. He got injured last game, right? So, but he's playing from he's, all. At least it looks like he's playing. He got an MCL sprain, but you got to remember that was two weeks ago. I mean, yeah. usually I think the return times like three or four, but he's just pushing it. I think. I mean, it's the Super Bowl. I get that, and I'm sure like you know Zach Taylor will want to get him involved or at least get him a catch if he's gonna like play through a knee injury in the Super Bowl. So I could see him getting one catch and not playing as many snaps. And then maybe Drew Sample getting a catch, right? So that kind of yeah, like I mean, adds you, to it. You really only need two of like the four different like unique players. Like maybe Mike Thomas comes on and get a, gets a catch. I don't know. It was just it was at least something intriguing that when you, you said maybe Joe Burrow gets a catch. Day. Yeah, a little backwards. I mean, did Jamar Chase ever play quarterback? Who knows? I mean, Philly special. You know, I mean, if you're ever gonna have a, a trick play where you throw the quarterback, it certainly should be the Super Bowl. I don't know. No one's that. expecting Joe Burrow to get a catch. That's for sure. Absolutely not. A quarterback wheel route. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Um, uh, yeah. So then my last one that I have down here is uh, Jamar Chase. I, I love Chase, but I'm going to fade him a little bit here because I love the value. It's under five and a half receptions at plus 120. Uh, as I was kind of getting into noting, um, the Bengals just have so many threats. I mean, they have three terrific receivers. Uh, they throw the ball to Mixon, P. Ryan, uh, Uzoma. Um, and against a formidable Rams defense, I think they're going to need them all. Considering the Rams, we don't know how Jalen Ramsey's going to line up. Ramsey could just go on chase, clamp him down. Then the opportunities would be a little limited. The Rams also ranked 14th in opponents uh, passing completion percentage this year. And the rookie wide receivers only topped five and a half receptions eight times this year and missed it 12 times. And if I'm going to get plus 120 on an odds that's happened two out of three times this year, I'm taking it all day. Dude, Jalen Ramsey's having a hell of a week. He was in jackass forever, and he's in the Super Bowl in the same week. What? A, I mean, dude's killing it. Absolute alpha. <laughs> uh, Minty, do you have any player props in your bet slip? Um, Let's see. No, I think I'm done with that. I have a couple OBJ props, but I'm not super confident in it. It's really a lean. Um, those are my best props that I gave out to you, and I actually just looked up what Nate said about how many players will uh what was it sorry I have there one reception? how many bangles how uh, many bangles players will, will have be? a reception yeah right. i don't know what book it's at but i'm just reading an article on it and uh over six and a half is even money under six and a half is minus 130 so the over looks real good plus money it has a little bit of value um yeah it does I like they it. use too many players and with yuzoma kind of injured i like mm-hmm. it yeah me yeah. too but I have to find that halftime special prop. Holy shit. I'm so excited about that. <laughs> Automatically signing up for that sports book if we can find the. Uh... Yeah. How, what's the most? Like, can I max? I'll max bet that one. I'll put like $1,000 on that. That is, that is a lock. They're going over seven and a half songs in the halftime show. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. Well, do you have any other props to give us, or, or um, are you most ready to go to the window with our best bets, Minty? I think I've given out all my best props. Um, yeah, no, the only ones I have are OBJ props, which again aren't aren't really my favorite. I don't really want to bet on any Rams players anymore. <laughs> okay. So I'm ready to go to the window if you guys are. Yeah, Nate, how about you? You have any more gambling handicap or handicapping thoughts before we kind of wrap this puppy up? Yeah, sorry, but I found it. It was on a. Um, sorry, I was looking for that for the last like minute. It's on Barstool's app, so you can get Cincinnati over 6.5 at minus 124 or L.A. over 6.5 at minus 136. So the odds aren't as good as you were indicating before. So I take back what I said. Don't uh, don't take that bet. 
I thought that was going to be like 130 or something. I mean, I don't think most of those players, like Drew Sample doesn't usually catch, but yeah. <laughs> hey, point. I like the analysis though. Um, but either way, um, as as the listeners know and uh, Minty knows, we like to, to wrap up the podcast with our best bets and, and a segment we call Going to the Window. Before we do that, I, well, we do have to pay some bills. So let me shout out to the sponsor of this podcast. Tipico Sportsbook. They're a global sports betting leader, and they're now live in New Jersey and Colorado. You can make your favorite sports more interesting with Tipico's fast and easy mobile sportsbook app. Uh, new users from this podcast can get a special welcome bonus. Uh, you can get your bonus today, usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions do apply. You must be 21 or older, so please see their website for details. Also, I'm sure be on a lookout for any Super Bowl um, promotions that they have. I'm sure they're offering some. They didn't send me um, any copy or any advertisement to read for that. Um, but just look out for that. And 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 most importantly, if you if you have a gambling problem, please gamble responsibly. But if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER for New Jersey and 1-800-522-4700 for Colorado. Also, Minty, huge. I'm so happy you came back um, and, and came back and, and joined the Super Bowl podcast. Uh, I know you got to shout out a couple of things, so I'll turn it to you for a second so you can pay your bills. Yeah, absolutely. So Yahoo Sports, uh, bringing fans closer to the game and making it easy to have fun with a lot of ways to play. We recently launched a big game prop quiz. Just submit your answers about fun parts of the game before kickoff for a chance to win up to $10,000. You can also cash in by playing Yahoo Sports $1 million daily fantasy contest. And users can click through the odds on Yahoo Sports and the Yahoo Sports app. And users of legal age, of course, in eligible states can place bets on the Yahoo Sports Sportsbook app powered by BetMGM. You guys can follow me on Twitter at MintyBets and follow Yahoo Sportsbook on Twitter and TikTok at Yahoo Sportsbook. All right, awesome. So let's go. So let's wrap this podcast up and give our best bets in our final segment. The Bet Slipping Podcast. Going to the window. All right. Um, I'm going with the Rams. Uh, minus four. Minus, well, laying the points. Minus four, minus four and a half. I'll play it up to minus five. Um, that's my play on the side. You guys, um, give your plays again for the side, please. I'm going to go Bengals plus four and a half. That is actually my best bet, um, out of everything. So Bengals plus four and a half. Yep. I'm sticking with Cincinnati too. Bengals plus four. I think Tipico has it, but plus four and a half works as well. Cool. I'm on the over 23 and a half, um, in the first half, the first half over to juice up to minus 115. It's even 24 and a half at some places. Or 24 at some places, but I'll, I'll take it at 23 and a half now. That's my only play on the totals. Uh, Nate, do you have a play on the totals? So my total is under 48 and a half total points. Both teams, both halves. All right. Minty? Uh, yeah, I really like the second half over 24 and a half points at minus 105. All righty. And for player props, I'm taking the over Joe Burrow, 276 and a half passing yards. I'm going under Joe Mixon, 62.5 rushing yards, and I'll take OBJ uh, to score at least one touchdown, which is plus money, going for plus 140 at most places. Those are my player props. Uh, Nate, what do you got for your player props? I got uh, T. Higgins over 71.5 receiving yards. Hit last week, hopefully should hit this week. And then I have Jamar Chase under 5.5 receptions. Cool. Minty, wrap it up. I got Evan McPherson over seven and a half kicking points, Cam Akers under 64 and a half rushing yards, and Joe Burrow under 11 and a half rushing yards. 
and the Bet Slippin' Podcast as a team gives out over seven and a half halftime um, songs performed. If you can find that line, we all endorse that, right? I'm not absolutely. All yeah, right. yeah. All right, thank you so much, Minty, for joining us. It's been awesome handicapping football throughout the season with you. I know we've had you on a few times. Hopefully, we bring you back next year. Or, I don't know, for other sports you uh, also specialize in. But thanks for joining us again. Um, thanks to the listeners for um, you know, streaming the podcast. Be sure to leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. Maybe show us some love on social media. You can uh, follow Minty. Again, where where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at Minty Bets on Twitter and at Yahoo Sportsbook on Twitter and TikTok. All right, Nate, where can I find you? Oh, you can find me at at Nathan, B-E-I-G-H-L-E underscore on Twitter. And uh, I don't think I do any other social medias that much. But uh, yeah, Twitter it is. All right. Best of luck to you guys, whether you fade or follow us. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. This is the Bet Slippin' Podcast. Featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I mean, it's the gambling business. Occasionally get punched in the face. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast. I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here.